this week on Together for Salem. In reality, and you think about your relationships, your real relationships, how do you see love? Love is seen in what we do. And so when we say love your neighbor, that's not this idea. When we say love your neighbor, it means love the person who is in front of you. Do something to love them. The cool thing is Jesus actually told us and showed us the secret to love. It's so simple. It's so often counterintuitive, especially when the face of everyday life, that it seems illogical. Episode 46 of Together for Salem. Together. Welcome to February. Yes, February. That's right, February. Happy February, huh? Big game this weekend, if you're watching it. I'm the big to care. game. Yep. Uh, but also the start of a new month, which is great, and a start of a new series. Yes. A logical love. I was going to say that. Oh, it's sorry. illogical. It's illogical. Yes. Okay. Good job. Uh, but first, we're your hosts, Aaron and Monica. Welcome to um, our basement. Mm. This is actually we're filming at Aaron's teaching desk. Yes. Teaching. It's right here. Yes, at Leslie Middle School. That's but, right. Go Lions. Rawr. Uh, we just want to say welcome. So we have a welcome form on the website. If this is your first time watching, Commodore is joining us. Yes. If this is your first time watching, fill out the welcome form. It's a great way to start a conversation, to let us know that you're here. We can say hi, send you a free e-gift card, um, a Bible. There's all kinds of things on that welcome form for you. So thank you for watching. Thank you for taking the time or listening on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's all. That's it. We're going to come back on the other side with a couple of giveaways. That's right. Here's part one. It's personal. It's personal. Some of the most meaningful words I've heard in the last year were, I miss you, and you're not alone, and I'm with you. For some reason, those words and, you know, those three phrases of three words each, they gave, for me personally, when I heard them, hope and more confidence and uh, just more, more peace. Like, I, I, I can get through this. See, I think this year, if it's shown us anything, is that it's, it's our innate need for connection, for relationships. We have this need inside of us for love. It's almost like someone designed us this way, right? And it's interesting when we talk about love because we all agree we need love, right? And we all agree the world needs love. If people would just love each other, this world would be so much better. But we can't seem to agree on what love is. We need it. We know we need it. We know everyone else needs it. But what is it? And we love the idea of love. But what is it? Everyone seems to have their own definition of what love is. Have you noticed that? When we say, you know, love your neighbor, everyone agrees that that's a great idea. Man, Jesus was amazing. Love your neighbor. That's, 
I would love to live, live that way and, and have that be part of my life, but what does that truly mean? We can't seem to agree on that. An example, both political parties, and we saw it in the last few months, both political parties claim to be the party that truly loves their neighbors. But they think they're doing it in exactly the opposite ways. But they both think they are the ones loving their neighbors, truly. Isn't that interesting? And love, this idea of love, Valentine's Day and love, it often has that mystical, ethereal feel to it, right? It's a magical thing that we can't, we can't grasp it. We can't control it. We can just feel it. And, and so we seem to fall in and out of love through no control of our own. It's just by accident. I didn't mean to fall in love with them. I just can't help myself, right? We just can't seem to help it that we fall in and out of love. It's this intangible thing. It just happens like, like magic. But if we really look at love, like real love, Real love is practical, not magical. When we talk about love, real love is practical, not magical. It's not, not something we can send out into the universe. It's not just you know, something we think about for others. Real love is practical, not magical. See, it's, love is not something we just send out into the universe and positive vibes and that type of thing. It's not just something we, we think about for others and, oh, I want to send them love. See, in reality, and you think about your relationships, your real relationships, how do you see love? Love is seen in what we do. It's not something we feel for uh, this faceless idea of people out there somewhere. Love, in its most practical form, is something we do, and we see it in personal relationships, not just this some abstract idea floating out there somewhere. And so when we say, love your neighbor, it's not this idea. It's not this feeling that we have for the community. It's not even liking posts on social media. When we say, love your neighbor, it means love the person who is in front of you. Do something to love them. And the cool thing is Jesus actually told us and showed us the secret to love. The thing is, though, that it's his, his idea of love, his secret to love is so simple. It's so often counterintuitive, especially in the face of everyday life, that it seems illogical. And that's why the series is called Illogical Love. And so as Jesus talks about love, we want, I want to look at this passage of, written by Jesus' best friend, John. John became an old man and decided he'd spent his life telling people about his best friend, Jesus. And as he got older, he realized, I need to write this down. I'm not going to be around forever. And so he wrote what we call the book of John in the New Testament. It's an, a biography of Jesus' life. And it's almost an autobiography because John kind of talks about himself too. But what we're going to see here in this little passage we're going to talk about with love, it's some of Jesus' last words to his closest followers before his execution. It's almost like he's saying, look, guys, things are about to get really crazy for you. And so before, you know, I'm not here every day with you and before you see me die and rise again, which they didn't believe him, here's what I, I need you to know. These are like the important things I need you to hang on to. And so we're going to jump into the middle of that conversation. And here's what Jesus says. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. I've loved you even as the Father has loved me. 
It's like, well, yeah, God loves everybody, right? But see, when we actually start to grasp, and I don't think we ever fully can, when we start to fully or try to grasp Jesus's identity, who Jesus really was, this idea of I've loved you as the Father has loved me really has some heavy theological meaning. We're gonna get, we could really get lost in the theology right here. And so we're going to try to simplify it, even though we're trying to simplify the idea of God. But Trinity God, Father, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all equally God, all fully God, yet somehow separate, eternally exist in a perfect relationship with each other. And so when he says, as the Father's loved me, that's what he's talking about. He says, as the Father's loved me, so I love you. Meaning Jesus is saying that this love that he has for them, for us, is the same eternal, perfect, fully knowing, and fully accepting love. And he's saying that it's available to anyone who's willing to accept it. That's huge. That can get super deep. The love God has inside the Trinity God is the same love Jesus has for us. And Jesus is saying, look, I love you guys. That depth you, you can't even fully understand. Now, remain in my love. Remain in love? I mean, let me just say that's kind of like, you know, how do you remain in love? Either you feel it or you don't, and maybe you're gassy, maybe you're not. I mean, how do you remain in love? Isn't that something you kind of fall in and fall out of? So when Jesus is saying, remain in my love, another translation says, abide, right? Like, the dude abides. Abide in my love. Continually live in it. Have my love be a party. Be in my love. Have it define you. How you define yourself is through my love. And you might be thinking, wow, that sounds great. Like having Jesus' love, the love God has in his own relationship, have remain in that. How do I do that? How do I remain in Jesus' love? I, man, I... If I'm like you, I'm the same. Man, I hope it's, you know, it's not about some rules or some religious thing. Well, let's see what Jesus says. When you obey my commandments, ah, there we go. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I knew it, right? Here we are, some church religious thing. If if I want to keep have Jesus keep loving me and stay in his love or or be accepted by him, I have to follow his rules right? And one thing I've learned this year is people really don't like being told what to do. They don't like being told they have to follow these rules and, and do these things. And when we read this, especially for me, when I, when I used to read this, when you obey my commandments, you'll remain in my love, makes almost you think like, well, if you disobey, then you're out, right? Jesus doesn't love you anymore. Isn't it sad that that's what we immediately jump to? But that's not at all what Jesus is saying. See, what Jesus is saying is, if you want my love to define you, if you want to enjoy my love in every aspect of your life, if you want to discover what the Father's love is truly like, then follow my commandments. But I mean, still though, right? That word, commandments. It reminds me at least of, of the, the, the top 10, right? The 10 commandments, you gotta follow these laws. And, it makes, and maybe you're saying, ah, that's why I don't like religion. I know, me too. But check this out. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Joy, overflowing joy from following rules. All right. So 
remain in his love by obeying his commandments, and that will result in overflowing joy. So obeying commandments results in overflowing joy. What? What is that? Like obeying rules and having all these rules on you is how you get joy? I've never seen that. See, this is the part that many, many people, this is the idea that so many people, whether they call themselves Christians or not, this is what so many of us miss about Jesus. See, we got to let him finish his idea here. This, Jesus says, is my commandment, singular. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. This is my commandment. One commandment. Not like the religious leaders of his day with over 600 rules and commandments and laws that they force people to follow. Not even 10 commandments. Name the 10 commandments. Go. See, it's hard to remember 10, isn't it? But it's easy to remember one simple command. That's the beauty of it. It's one commandment to love. This is my commandment, how you remain in my Father's love, how you experience overflowing joy, love. Love each other as I have loved you. We try to make things so complicated, don't we? We try to make it about all these rules and rituals and regulations and attitudes and thoughts and all that kind of stuff. Jesus makes it so simple. Love. That's that's the root. That's the core. That's the one commandment. But, and that sounds simple, but, That brings us to our main question, doesn't it? What is love? See, we all have our own definition of what love is, of what love can look like, right? So when Jesus says, love each other, that's my one commandment, love each other, is Jesus like the first hippie, right? Just love each other, man, and send out the love in the universe, and it'll all be good. But that's not what we said real love is, right? It's not just this wispy feeling that you can't really put your finger on, and you really feel it when you're... but that's not what love is. It's not a feeling. You can't command feelings, yet Jesus commands us to love. See, obeying a command or not obeying it is a decision. Jesus's love requires a decision, not a feeling. Okay, so he's not talking about that touchy-feely whatever love, right? So he's talking about tough love, right? Like our role in loving each other is to call out everyone's wrongs, save them from their, the way they're going and t- put them on the right path. And we need to have harsh consequences because then they'll learn their lesson and they'll, they'll stay within the guidelines. And it means exerting our religious rule over those who are going the wrong way for their own good, of course. Is that the love he's talking about? Nope. See, we all have our own definition of what love is. But Jesus didn't leave room for that. Jesus didn't leave room for us to have our own definition of of love. He defined it for us. And he made it tangibly, incredibly clear. He said, love each other in the same way I have loved you. You don't get to choose your own definition of love and what that looks like. He says, love each other, the ones you are looking at and you're face to face with, love each other the the same way I have loved you. See, the truest, most perfect example of love is Jesus. And how did Jesus love us? He says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. 
So how did Jesus love? Well, first, he literally laid down his life for us. He died for us. He died so that the separation we've created between ourselves and God and ourselves and each other, and even ourselves with our own self, can be forgiven, can be mended, can be repaired, can be restored. He died for us to, to free us and save us. He ga- literally gave up his life for us. But he also laid down his life every moment of his life. See, he became human. He was God existing in that perfect Trinity relationships from eternity past. But he chose to become human and then daily used his life, laid down his life to serve those around him. See, Jesus' love led him to die for and live for others. We can always say, oh, I'd die for you. That's easy. Everyone dies. That's not hard to do. But Jesus' love led him to die for and live for others every day. That's the hard part, living for others, giving your life for others. And this is the illogical part of real love. Because real love is prioritizing a person over your personal priorities. Real love is prioritizing a person over your personal priorities. That means putting your preferences, your wants, your dreams, your hopes, your priorities second to someone else's. It means we we use who we are, what we have, not for our own advantage, but to serve someone else. Often we think, well, what's, what's the opposite of love? Go, what's the opposite of love? No, it's not hate. The opposite of love is not hate. It's selfishness. When your goal, when your focus in life is you, right? And that's selfish. And no, none of you are going to admit, we're not, none of us are going to admit that we're selfish. But just be honest for a second. When our goal and our focus in life is me, is, is you, your goal is your preferences, your comfort, your goals in life, that, then people become either tools or obstacles for you getting what you want. And what do you do with tools? Well, you punch them in the face. <laughs> Not that kind of tool. What do you do with tools? You use them, right? You use them to make or get what you want. What do you do with obstacles? You remove them to get to what you want, where you want to go. And when you're focused on you, you either end up using people as tools or removing them as obstacles. You end up using or removing everyone around you. And so Jesus is saying, and though it might seem illogical, especially as you actually try it in your life, is this. If you want to have joy, if you want to have overflowing joy, choose to stop focusing on what you want and focus on what is good for others. And again, that sounds nice, right? Still kind of almost intangible in a, in a sense. We can say, yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, who can? it might seem illogical when we try it, but the idea of it seems, yeah, that makes sense. But then we try it, right? So how do we do this? Well, we try really hard. That doesn't work. Well, we write reminders to ourselves and we put little verses up. No. We, we beat ourselves up every time we fail and someday we'll get this right. No. See, this love, this real love, is not something you can muster up and try, try really hard. See, simply willing yourself to love like this will simply make yourself exhausted, frustrated, and disappointed. You can't will yourself to do it. 
So I want to give you kind of a cheat sheet, if you will. It's simple, but it's, it's challenging. And it's this. If you want to love like Jesus, here, here's how you love like Jesus in two easy steps. First, accept his love for you. And B, allow it to flow to others through you. Accept his love for you. Allow it to flow to others through you. And so the obvious question is, have you accepted his love for you? Have you accepted that he made you on purpose? You're not an accident. That you have a purpose in this life and that he cares for you. He loves you and he likes you so much that he died for you so you can be with him. That there's nothing you can do to make him love you more. There's nothing you can do to make him love you less. He has offered a perfect relationship with him that you simply have to accept. You don't have to do anything to earn it. Have you accepted that? And if you have... Are you secure in it? Are you secure in Jesus's love? Because if we're not secure in Jesus's love, then we'll always be protecting ourselves or defending ourselves. You ever feel defensive all the time? (laughs) Defending ourselves or or trying to provide for ourselves because it all relies on us because we're not resting and being secure in his love. That's what makes it so hard to extend Jesus's love to others is when we're not secure in his love for us. So are you secure in his love for you? Here's an easy evaluation. When things don't go your way, which I'm sure for a lot of us in the last year, that's happened a lot. When things don't go your way, do you complain? Do you get angry? Do you have this overwhelming thing of fear? Or do you trust that he's in control? That he has your best interest in mind? Do, are you secure in his love for you? No matter what's going on around you, because it doesn't matter if you're secure in his love, you can have peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, confidence in Jesus. And when you accept his love for you, you don't have to worry about yourself because he's got you. And then you are free to love others with his love. See, when we really love, it's Jesus's love loving through us. We're like a conduit of his love. See, remaining in his love, abiding in his love, it's a cycle. See, it's the cycle of of accepting his love, allowing that love to flow to others through us, which then when you love others that way, you start to understand his love more. You start to accept his love even more for you. you. You really get a better picture of how much he loves you. And when you do that, then you can even more so give that love out to others. It's like those fountains where, you know, it's got that little tube through it and then a little pump and it pumps the water up and then it falls down and then it pumps the water up and then it falls down. But think of it, every time it falls down, it adds more and more water. That's what this cycle of remaining in Jesus' love is like. He's saying, remain in that cycle of accepting my love and then handing it out to others so that you understand my love even more so you can hand out and flow through even more love to others. And so, so I think we can do some, some simple things this week. So you can call it homework if you want, but you don't have to call it that. Here, here's your homework. Read 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7 every day this week. Which says, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if I had such faith that it could move that I could move mountains but didn't love others 
I'd be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. This passage isn't just for weddings, by the way. Love, and this is the love God has for you, and then the love that his love can shine out, radiate out through you. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way, is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Read that once a day, every day this week. And remember, that's his love for you and the love that you can have flow out to others. And then pray, Jesus, let your love radiate out of me today. Simple, right? Read that passage and then pray, let your love radiate out of me today. I was going to say, let your love shine out of me, but that's, that's not enough, right? Life is too short. And the world is too dark for settling for this little light of mine shining here and shining there. And this one person shines a little bit when they're nice to the barista at Starbucks. That's not what Jesus is talking about. A better word than radiate might be even to explode, right? The people in our circle need an explosion of light and love. Like when Harry Potter shines his Patronus at the Dementors. Or when the Death Star explodes and it just radiates out. Or like on Downton Abbey... Nothing exciting happened in Downton Abbey. I don't know why anybody watched that. But you get what I'm talking about, right? And even if you're not totally sure about everything about Jesus, can you commit to accepting his love? I don't understand everything about Jesus. How could, if there is a God who created everything, how can we understand everything about him? But can you commit to accepting his love and then allowing his love to flow to others through you this week? Maybe some simple ideas. See, we always ask, what does love look like? In every situation, start with what does love look like? And don't we don't have to start big and try to love the entire community. That's not right. We talked about the person in front of you. Start with those people who are right in front of you right now. And it might be awkward because they're watching this with you and then you get up and you go do the dishes like you don't maybe you don't normally do or, or whatever. And they'll be like, what are you doing? That's okay. You can say, I'm trying to love like Jesus loves. I'm not going to get it perfect, but I'm going to try. And so let's see what happens. Try it. Try to love others through Jesus's love. Because we were made for love and we were made to love. And it's not, this love is not sentimental feelings that, that come and go based on how much sleep you've had or how many drinks you've had or how much that person smells like sunshine in a bottle. We were made to accept, enjoy, and share the love of Jesus by making a daily decision to prioritize a person over our personal priorities. Might not be logical, but it's the path to true joy and what those around us need most. Think about it. What if that type of love defined your marriage? What if that type of love defined the family you grew up in or the family you're in now, the family you have now? What if that type of love defined your friendships? Well, that type of love defined your work, defined our city, defined our country. See, the most illogical love is the most powerful love. Let's let it radiate out of us.
Thank you, friend and Pastor John. Um, we look forward to the next few messages of the series, which mm -hmm. is going to be about how this all plays out in a, some specific relationships that we have. So if you just tuned in, this was a great intro message for you to watch or listen to. And you can go ahead and, you know, share this with your friends on Facebook or send the YouTube link to somebody, text somebody, or you can, um, yeah, like, subscribe. You can do all that react, yeah. Reactions. Review us on, you know, your Apple podcasts or yeah. wherever you listen to your podcasts. We appreciate all those things. But coming up, how this plays out. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, four part series, Logical Love. Mm -hmm. So it's time for our giveaways. Yeah, love giving stuff away. We love giving stuff away. This week, Ritters. Who wins? Oh, am I announcing the winner? Yeah. I get to do it. <gasps> Congratulations, <laughs> Claudia E. Bitch. Claudia, Claudia E, e awesome. answered on Instagram this week, Good and Insta. she was our rando winner. So congratulations, Claudia E. You get $25 to Ritter's Eerie. That place is great. Downtown Salem. Yeah. Yep. This week, if I may. You may. To you. Giveaway to Ty Orchid. They, they've been in Salem for as long as I can remember. Yeah. We they used to go there when we were dating. We did. Yeah, downtown. They basically just moved across the street. Uh, so they're 234 Liberty Northeast, if you know where that is in Salem. Uh, that's our giveaway this week is to tie Orchid. Just check them out on wherever you look at stuff online. Their menu, it's, I mean, it's an amazing spot. It's just really good food. So a great time to, to support our local businesses, get some takeout. Um, I don't know if they have an outside location down there yet. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Anyway, you they can might be building too. it right now. They Who might knows? be, yeah. Since they just moved, I'm sure they're not busy. Yeah. <clears throat> so you can enter on anything that you can think about, like social media. You can email us like, hey, can you enter me to win that? And yes, we will. That's right. That's our giveaway for this week. So watch social media. That'll be up next week, right, Monday? That's right. Usually the Mondays. Correct. So, excellent. All right. That's pretty much it. I mean, what else? I don't know. I love Got you. Got some kids content. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kids content. Right. Kids content is on the website. It changes every week. Check it out. If you're a kid between the ages of zero and 18, mm -hmm. there's something for you there. Um, also, we have a place to donate online. Yes. You can check that out. And don't forget luggage for foster care. I think John tried to call it luggage of love at our driving <clears throat> service <throat> last weekend, our driving party. Mm -hmm. So don't forget luggage. The info's in linked in the show notes. And speaking of driving parties, we have another driving party mm -hmm. planned for the, the end, end of this month. Of this month. So. All the details in the show notes, they'll be on social media. Mm. Thank you for watching and listening. Thank you. Happy February. I love you too, honey. Oh, okay. I should have been Han Solo and said, I, I know. know, but I'll say I love you too. And we love you too, have a great week. Yeah, have Here's a great week. Here's some questions for you, check them out, discuss with a friend. Bye. Bye.